is everybody in is everybody in the podcast is about to begin graveyard grumbler podcast welcome everyone to episode 61 of the graveyard grumbler podcast i am your host tino romero jr aka the graveyard grumbler today's episode we are heading to japan yeah we've been to japan a few times during the course of this podcast but Today, we are not going to learn about urban legends and other cryptoid spooky shit like I've done in the past. Today, we are going to learn about Unit 731. What is 731, do you ask? I didn't know that either. I mean, I've heard of it before, but I didn't know exactly what it was. And I want to thank Lee Parr from England for suggesting this episode topic. It was, I, 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 look again, I knew a little bit about it, but I didn't know exactly in depth in depth what 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 exactly was 731 so i started doing my research and holy shit before we continue listener discretion is advised uh, this does have to go uh, this has to do with a lot of fucked up things that happened during world war ii so my uh, my my uh, warning has been has been uh, given out listener discretion is advised sit back relax drink some tea coffee whatever you have in your hand and enjoy the show because we're about to get into it. Alrighty, so who or what is 731? Again, a lot of people didn't know exactly what 731 was. And, and the crazy thing is that when you think of World War II, there are two major events. Well, at least not on my part. I don't know about anyone else. But on my part, whenever someone asks me about World War II, the first thing that comes to my mind, number one, are the Nazis. First and foremost, Nazis are the the big major uh big big major light bulb and and uh, highlighted sign that says hey this was world war ii but the other thing that that pops in my mind was the the attack on on america the the pearl harbor attack in uh, that, that occurred in hawaii now for me personally those were the two major standouts that ha- that make me think of world war ii for those of you who are history buffs i'm sure there's more details and other things that that you know that remind you of world war ii but for me personally and I don't know if I'm speaking for a lot of people, but I, I I realized that Japan was a major force in World War II. However, I didn't know exactly the shit that, that they did in World War II. I just heard a lot about the Nazis and the Holocaust and what when what happened with them. For for me, when I read when I did this episode, when I started doing the research, it was actually a huge surprise that. The Japanese did a lot of fucked up shit, so let's get into it. <laughs> Who or what is Unit 731? In 1932, Surgeon General Ishishiro, Chief Medical Officer of the Imperial Japanese Army and protege of Army Minister Saito Araki, was placed in command of the Army Epidemic Prevention Research Laboratory, or APRL, A-E-P-R-L. Ishii organized a secret research group, the Togo Unit, for chemical and biological experimentation in Manchuria. Ishii had proposed the creation of a Japanese biological and chemical research unit in 1930, after a two-year study trip abroad on the grounds that Western powers were developing their own program. So this whole thing was for for the the uh, the the prevention of bio warfare happening to them or some sort of crazy epidemic being being brought to Japan and destroying all of the Japanese army and 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 their their uh, population their people so they thought it was a good idea hey you know what we should do, we should develop this shit because i know the western the western places western society is going to do it and if we don't act and and learn how to prevent or learn how to how to fight it 
we're going to get fucked up. So let's just go ahead and get it going now instead of waiting for later on when it's too late. So everyone's like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Cool. Uh, let me see here. One of Ishii's main supporters inside the army was Colonel. Now again, for all of my, my Japanese listeners and my Japanese speaking, my Japanese language speaking listeners, I do apologize for fucking up their names and pronunciations. Again, I try really, 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 really hard, but sometimes it just doesn't come out. It just doesn't roll off the tongue like it should. So I apologize. I don't mean any disrespect. One of Ishii's main supporters inside the army was Colonel Chikahiko Koizumi, who later became Japan's health minister from 1941 to 1945. Koizumi had joined a secret poison gas research committee in 1950. During World War I, when he and other Imperial Japanese officers were impressed by the successful German use of chlorine gas at the Second Battle of Wypress, in, in which Allies suffered 5,000 deaths and 15,000 wounded as a, result, as a result of the chemical attack. So even back in World War One, and for those of you who, who who aren't familiar, yes, Germany was involved in World War One. Nazis weren't a thing. Well, Nazi the Nazi political party was a thing. However, the the Nazis that we know now didn't happen until the 30s when Hitler decided to take it over and radicalize people in order to to convince them to fight for for his belief and you know well i'm not going to get into world war ii nazi we we, we did we did a little bit of that on on last episode but uh, germany was involved and even then back in the early 1900s back in the 1915 they were they were using chemical warfare and fucking up a lot of people how i mean it's bad enough that war fucks up a lot of people, period. But to use chemical warfare to to damage people, because the 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 damage doesn't doesn't happen. Well, I mean, it happens immediately, but it also has long long term health effects that that fuck people up on the way uh, on on their everyday life. So that goddamn. So when when for the second battle, Wipers, in which Allies suffered five thousand deaths and fifteen thousand wounded as a result of the chemical attack, is is crazy god dang well let's keep learning unit togo was implemented in the oh man in the zongma fortress a, a prison slash experiment experimentation camp in Bayank, a village 100 kilometers south of harbin on the south manchuria railway prisoners were prisoners were generally well fed on the usual diet of rice or wheat, meat, fish, and occasionally even alcohol with the intent of having prisoners in their normal state of health at the beginning of the experiment. So, you you know, this is a little different. We always hear of, of, tor of prisoners being tortured, not fed. They are being just abused and everything negative that, that you can think of as a prisoner. And here, the Japanese said, hey, let's take a different approach. Let's go ahead and feed them. Let's keep them well hydrated. You know, let's give them, let's give them a little, little booze so they can relax and trust us. That way, when we start running the the experiments, we know that they're going to be at their full health, and they'll be more more willing to uh, to cooperate with with the experiments because we've gained their trust. Yeah, they're our prisoners, but hey, maybe they'll they'll overlook that. <laughs> maybe they'll overlook being held captive by by my Japanese military because they're given they're they're being well fed and and uh and uh, uh given uh, given alcohol so they can just chill and relax yeah hey man after a hard day of experience nothing like cracking a, a nice cold bottle of uh of coors light i don't even think they had coors light in japan back then <laughs> yes i know dude you know they don't even have that kind of booze in japan back in the 1900s i know i know i know jeez 
Over several days, prisoners were eventually drained of blood and deprived of nutrients and water. Their deteriorating health was recorded. Some were also uh, vivisected while unconscious. Others were deliberately infected with plague bacteria and other microbes. So just right when you thought that this story was going to be somewhat of a... I wouldn't say of a of a cushy, but something different from what you were expecting. No, it it it, it streamed directly into what we all feared, and that's why my my warning was was given at the beginning of the show. There are some fucked up topics that we're going to be talking about. So, what is Unit Seven? I mean, I already told you what Unit Seven Thirty One was. It was a a a, a unit designed for epidemic and plague research slash prevention. In, okay, let's continue. So this is when we're talking about what oh, so what the shit that Unit 731 actually did. So in 1936, Imperial uh, Hiroto Hiro, 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 authorized by decree the expansion of this unit and its interrogation, interrogation or integration into the Kwantung Army as the Epidemic Prevention Department. It was divided at the time into the Ishi Unit and Wakamasu Unit with a base in in sinking <laughs> again i apologize for pronouncing these words these words are geez foreign <laughs> so so the emp- the emperor said you know what i like what you're doing let's go ahead and make this shit official and let's let's go ahead and add more people to help you do what you need to do let's can let's, let's keep learning a special project code named maruda a special project code named maruda used Maruta used human beings for experiments. Test subjects were gathered from surrounding populations and were sometimes referred to as logs, used in such context as how many logs fell. This term originated as a joke on the part of the staff because the official cover story for the facility given to the local author- authorities was that it was a lumber mill. Could you imagine you're 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 an official authority, someone that that's there to prevent fucked up shit from happening, but the the very people that you're trusting are completely pulling the wool over your 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 eyes and they're fucking up a bunch of people they're doing human experimentations and they're referring to them as logs why because the cover-up is a sawmill what i mean i i I couldn't read anything further i mean nothing nothing showed where they had lumber trucks going in and out of the u out of the facility they didn't smell lumber you can if anyone has ever been around a lumber mill even even the lumber yards you can smell the goddamn wood being turned into actual the, the trees being turned into actual lumber for use for for the, uh, for construction and, and whatever use you choose. And the lumber mill itself, with all the water and all the rotting and everything of the wood, it stinks. It's a very disgusting smell. I've been around a few lumber mills in my time, and well, for 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 the officials to or the people who who could have shut them down didn't really. I mean. I guess when you're dealing with the military, you can't really, you know, wave your 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 finger too hard at them because they're just, they're just going to fuck you up and shut you down. So instead of that, they they just used it as a lumber cover up story. How 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 fucked up is that? You know, oh, I'm taking three logs in for <laughs> for processing. Don't goddamn well it is three it's three uh, three human pe- human beings that are being taken in. Jesus Christmas. An account by a man who worked as a junior as a junior uniform civilian employee of the Imperial Japanese Army in Unit 731. The project was initially called Holzklotz, which is German for log. In a further parallel, the corpse of sacrificed subjects were disposed of by incineration. Researchers in Unit 731 also published some of their results in peer-reviewed journals writing as though the research had been conducted on non-human primates called Manchurian monkeys. So 
you I mean right there alone when when you have to disguise what you're doing because you know it's fucked up you morally know there is something wrong with what you are doing so you are doing everything you can to keep it covered up how how can you go in daily day every I mean I'm sure the money was amazing number 1 but how can you go and wake up every single day look into the mirror and say yeah I'm going to lie to to everybody I know and I'm going to keep fucking up people and experimenting on them even though I know it's morally and ethically wrong I, I would I would have loved to talk to the individuals who were involved in all of that to find out what their what their way of thinking was and why and why they did what they did. You know, there, there's a there's a fine line. I mean, I've mentioned it when we were talking about the angel of death between madness and science. How how far can someone? I mean, obviously, pretty fucking far. When people, when when, when scientists or military or whoever it is can can do what they do based in the name of science you know oh we're going to push the boundaries because of science we need to find out what it is and we have to do what we do because of science when when i think about that i i think about how how obsessed someone is over their work or trying to be the next big name i mean at least that's what i think I, i don't know how accurate that would be or if i'm just way off the mark but there has to be something more in order to like like some sick obsession i'm thinking because if you can if you can day in day out go in and experiment on on human beings there i mean there is no limit there there is zero limit or boundaries that that can keep you from doing the most craziest bizarre shit that is possible that that fucking blows my mind it just it, it really it really blows my mind it's crazy and then for i mean the the sacrificed to to just incinerate the 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 subjects is crazy the sacrifice I, I like how they called it the sacrifice these motherfuckers didn't sacrifice anything you sacrificed them on your own will they didn't say hey i will be your sacrificial lamb for the greater good of science bullshit you fucking captured them and and sacrificed them yourself god dumbasses so the test subjects were selected to give a wide cross-section of the population and included common criminals, captured bandits, anti-Japanese partisans, political prisoners, the homeless, and mentally handicapped, and also people rounded up by the Kempitai military police. They included infants, men, the elderly, and pregnant women. The members of the of the unit included approximately 300 researchers, included including doctors and bacteriologists. Many had been desensitized to performing cruel experiments on animals, not on on animals. So the bottom line is these motherfuckers gathered up anyone and everyone they can. There, there, there was no selection process. You know, it's one thing. I don't know how, how anybody feels, but I would love to know. Let me know what you think. Do you think it's wrong to to conduct these kind of experiments on on prisoners? Like, we'll say lifers. Lifers who've committed the most horrific crimes. We'll say, you know, rapists, pedophiles, murderers, serial killers. You know, people like that that have no chance of, of ever getting out of prison and or have been sentenced to to the death penalty. Would it be, is it wrong to to experiment on these individuals like they were lab monkeys? Or do you think that even though it doesn't matter, human life is human life what, and, and, it's, and it's completely wrong? I want to know your opinion. You know, email me uh, graveyardgrumbler at mail.com, not gmail, at mail.com. Uh, you can hit me up on Instagram, Graveyard Grumbler Podcast, or you can go to Podbean, Graveyard Grumbler Podcast on Podbean and, and leave me a message there. Trust me, I will I will engage and I will respond. I always do. I enjoy the com- the, the comments and conversations. But would it be wrong for for these, uh, you know, we'll say, we'll, we'll take like, because they, they were talking about prisoners and bandits. So 
is it wrong overall or was it like okay i can understand that you know they're 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 dirt bags anyway so why not experiment on them but i don't i don't see the the connection by being desensitized because you you conducted a bunch of fucked up experiments on animals i don't think an animal looking you in the eye and looking the looking at the face of a human being someone's brother mother sister cousin uncle wife husband grandma whatever 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 the relationship is to someone you know someone is always has some sort of family connection one way or the other that you were that you would be able to conduct some you know such experiments that that'll completely fuck people up and you're perfectly okay with that because you did it on rats and monkeys and whatever animals that, that you had the chance to perform or conduct experiments on. I, I, I don't see how that, how desensitizing from an animal to a human is possible. I, it, it just doesn't register in my brain. If you have an explanation to that, let me know. I want to know this. Let's continue. Prisoners were injected with diseases disguised as vaccinations <laughs> to study their effects. You know, when I, I, I'm sure I'm sure I mentioned this a bunch of times, but whenever I write down the information, I, I write the highlighted stuff that makes my eyes go up like, oh, shit, I can't believe these motherfuckers did that. But I don't really read and register the information until I'm doing it on the podcast. So when I read that, it, it just hit me. So the battle back and forth right now between uh, vac- people who get vaccinated and non-vaxxers or vaxxers and non-vaxxers is an ongoing thing, which blows my mind. I mean, you choose what you want to do. That's fine, whatever, you know, but just don't force your, your shit on other people. Same thing with with uh, vaxxers. You know, we, we everyone understands the power of vaccinations. We are able to get rid of a bunch of diseases and it helps us protect ourselves from a bunch of diseases. However... If you were back in the old days, in the, in the 1900s during World War II, the, people did a lot of fucked up shit, disguising it as one way, as one thing or the other. And in this case, it, you know, this was actually documented in several different. The, the the Germans did it as well, or I shouldn't say the Germans. Let me rephrase that. The Nazis did that as well, where they disguised vaccinations as as diseases. They would inject disease into these people, and then do research on them to see what the fucking effects were and how that see and that right there is the beginning of how you don't trust the government with vaccinations for that alone people way back that this was my main rant the main point to this rant is that you have someone who went through a horrific fucking experience back in a horrific fucked up time a period of time and right there oh these vaccinations these vaccinations your grandpa died from a vaccination your grandpa died from a vaccination and it just keeps going on and on and on and on and on and on throughout through uh, their family generations and you know passed on passed on and so now that person spreads this and that and this and it just it just gets out of hand like wildfire now up to present date where we have a vaccination out for the covid shit people are like nope i'm not taking it and people are like you should and this you know it's crazy because it all starts from somewhere there's somewhere along the lines where there was a mistrust and it fucked up their way of thinking entirely and it just spread through uh, through their entire family and you know they, they have their own their own opinions and their own reasons which you know hey whatever you know do what you do but again there's always a reason for it so boy i tell you let's continue to study the effects of untreated vd which is venereal disease male and female prisoners were deliberately infected with syphilis and gonorrhea prisoners were also repeatedly subjected to rape by guards so what you you're, you so you you get captured. You're a prisoner. You're gonna be conducted into into fucked up conditions. Not I me, mean not conducted, but you're gonna be uh, put into fucked up conditions and fucked up situations. 
So now on top of that, now you're also going to be injected with sexually transmitted diseases and beaten and raped on top of that. See, I knew none of this. I, I knew that the Japanese did some fucked up things, but I didn't know that the Japanese, and I'm not going to, let me rephrase that. I'm not going to say the Japanese overall, but I'm going to say the Japanese military during World War II, World War II Japanese military. That, that's, that's what it was because the Japanese military were, were conducting some experience, experiments on their own people. So it wasn't just the Japanese population or Japanese overall. It was just the Japanese military and the, the, the whatever group of uh, dumbass motherfuckers they had helping them during this whole situation. So I, I when 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 Lee suggested that I do 731, I was like, oh yeah, I heard that. You know, they did some fucked up shit. And Lee's like, man, you should really look into it. They did a little more than that. And I'm like, what? And I started reading it. I'm like, whoa, what in the actual fuck? And and again, that blows my mind. Whenever we'll get what, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, all we really hear is all the fucked up shit the Nazis did. I mean, yeah, it was fucked up. Don't get me wrong. The, the Nazis were were was single handedly responsible for several millions of of uh of exterminated uh, jews and, and which is that is like the main highlight point of world war ii but no one talks about the fucked up shit that the jew that the J- the japanese military did during the night during world war ii i didn't i never learned this in high school about the fucked up shit japanese did i would have 100 percent remembered and and known for a fact that, that or it would have stuck up in my head for them injecting stds into their prisoners and raping them because of you know to study their effects that blows my mind. Thousands of men, women, children, and infants at POW camps were subjected to vivisections. Subjected to vivisections were subjected to. Oh shit! Hold on, I just rewrote the same thing. <laughs> Thousands of men, women, children, and infants at POW camps were subjected to vivisections, often without anesthesia and usually ending with the death of the victim. Yeah, there's only so much that the body can do, and if you're there just to fuck them up, to quote unquote parentheses uh quotation marks find out and experiment and study the human body or whatever it is without anesthesia you're probably not taking any consideration or any precautions in the in the life of 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 your victim that you're that you're experimenting on so it would 100 percent understand why there's so many people that died from uh, vivisections 1000 percent Quit! You're a fucking dick. I guess that's a that's a, a common theme back in World War II when when they had doctors doing experimentations that they're like, eh, anesthesia. Who needs them? They're 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 prisoners anyway. They don't need to feel any comfort. I want them to feel the pain. Again, how can the experimentation or the yeah the experimentation on animals and being desensitized from the screaming and painful experiments that they conducted on animals cross over and relate to the screaming and pleading of a human saying, please don't do this to me anymore. When an animal, whatever cry they do, growl, squeal, whatever they do. And you can actually hear and see exactly what the human being that you're working on is, is, is saying they're, 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 they're able to communicate with you and tell you exactly what is going on. How, how in your brain can you sit there or stand there and be perfectly okay with the continuing of, of dissecting and vivisection for, for that individual that, that you're, that you're fucking up. It, it, it's hard for me to grasp how the scientists were perfectly okay doing this type of shit. And that, that's what, that was my question is how far does one plead or how, how far does one claim that it's science, but in reality, it, it's, you know, being a sociopath, a psychopath, or just having an enjoyment 
of 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 hurting and, and killing people like that. It, it that that you know I'd have to t- I have to talk to someone, maybe a psychologist, to see whether or not there's a connection to that because it it just doesn't make sense to me at all that 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 that's okay that it would be it, it it would be perfectly okay because it's in the name of science it just doesn't make any sense to me you know boy i tell you so vivisections were performed on prisoners after infecting them with various diseases researchers performed invasive surgeries on on prisoners remo- removing organs to study the effects of diseases on the human body you know I understand because now with what, what I mean, see, here, here's where I'm torn. Okay, here's where I'm torn. It was because unfortunately, without having, it's like that stupid saying goes, I always have this saying stuck in my head. You can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. And unfortunately, in order for us to better the, the outcome of human immune system and learn how to battle and create uh, antibiotics and other sort of drugs that can defend and fight different diseases and infections, we can't know that until we, until not we, until doctors dissect and, and evaluate the patients who have passed away from such diseases and check what exactly is infected or what, it, what organs are exactly affected by, what, by such diseases. However, I think they could have done it a whole lot better than, than capturing random ass people and saying, oh, guess what, man? You're, here's some fish. Here's some booze now. Lay on the table. I'm going to fuck you up right now. Literally, I'm going to fuck you up right now. I, I And... And it was it was stated that the research and information that the Japanese military uh, uh, gathered from that were actually quite intuitive. They they actually helped a lot of modern day medical procedures. Do you consider it blood information? Do you consider it information that should never have been used, or is it perfectly okay that once World War II was over and we had our hands on the medical information that we're perfectly okay to use it? I don't know. Let me know. I want to know because. I'm kind of torn, you know, again, breaking a few omelets or breaking a few eggs to make an omelet, or is it 1000% wrong that we were using fucked up experimental data information to help better uh, the uh, human life and, and uh, comfort? I, I wouldn't say comfort, but human life in general or, or help, help, uh, 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 what's that word? God damn, I'm having a hard time with my word today to help modern medicine grow and become what it is now. Cause medicine is always growing without, without certain experiments and without certain test cases, we don't, we wouldn't know how exactly things happen and don't happen. So what would you, what do you think? What do you, let me know again, this is going to be, I want to know everything from you guys today. Prisoners had limbs amputated in order to study blood loss. Those limbs that were removed were sometimes reattached to the opposite sides of the body. Some prisoners had their stomach surgically removed and the esophagus reattached to the intestines. Why? What was the, what was the fucking point of, of amputating people's arms or limbs and then putting them on the opposite side of the body? You know, I, I, I can't... I, maybe because I'm not a scientist and I don't think that way or I'm not a medical... Uh, person to be involved in in such things like that but it, it, to me it doesn't make any sense why somebody would just amputate a limb and put it on the opposite side of the body what what joy do you get or what what science what scientific data or research are you looking to get from from that from that exact procedure i don't see anything yeah I, maybe is it maybe it was because if you lose function of your good arm you can retrain but that doesn't make any sense because if you have your left hand on your right if you have your left arm on the right side of your arm your hand is going to be facing backwards unless they figure out a way to turn your hand around and reattach everything to make it work like a normal functioning hand i i 
I, again, I'm not I'm not up there when it comes to that type of education and knowledge. But as as somebody just a you know a regular old folk, it doesn't make sense in my brain why they would put limbs on the opposite side of the body. That's just being a fucking dick. Number one, just being an asshole. I, I just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, why Japanese military in nineteen in the nineteen hundreds, World War Two did a lot of fucked up shit, but it gets worse. Oh yes, yes, it gets worse. Just sit back and and close your mouth because I know your mouth is like, what the fuck? Oh, it gets worse. It gets way worse. So let's continue. Unit 731 and its affiliated units were involved in research, development, and experimental deployment of epidemic-creating bio-warfare weapons in assault against the Chinese populace throughout World War II. And for, again, a little piece of history. For those of you who didn't know, Japan actually occupied a large portion of China. They, they ruled China for several years. And they 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 did it with an iron fist i mean they fucked up the chinese people left and right and it was horrible i i read a little bit about that as well and when i watched the movie ip man it, and it showed a little bit of it i'm like what the fuck okay that makes sense now and so i read more about that after i watched that movie and holy shit yeah they they Jap japan came in like a wrecking ball and and fucked up a lot of china it, it's all bad news when when you're finding ways to have bio warfare and creating epidemic biowarfare it's one thing to blow somebody up with like sulfuric acid or acid or something like that but when you're putting epidemic creating biowarfare that you have no heart after that point you have one mission and one mission only and that is to fuck up and kill as many people as you can for the greater good of your of your of your view or your your plan i'm, I'm guessing but to me it just doesn't that's that's just that's just fucked up so jesus christmas plague infected <laughs> okay when i read this you're gonna think that i'm joking around but i'm not joking around this is 100 serious i did i looked up several different sites to confirm what i'm gonna read and it was 100 true plague infected fleas bred in the laboratories of unit 731 and unit 1644 were spread by low-flying airplanes upon chinese cities this military aerial spraying killed tens of thousands of people with bubonic plague epidemics. Yes, you heard me right. They bred, they, they, they created and infected intentionally fleas. Billions and billions and billions of fleas they had grown in a lab infected them and released these motherfuckers by via airplane onto the Chinese population and to the Chinese people. So when they saw Japanese military planes flying overhead and dumping what looked like clouds of dust were actually bubonic plague infested fleas. How fucked up is that? You know, one thing is, I, oh my gosh, so many different things come to my mind that that's fucked up, but that is, that is on top of the most on top of the fucked up. How, what in your mind said, you know what? I need to make a stamp. I need to make this shit, you know, last. So we're going to get a bunch of fleas and hear me out. Hear me out. We're going to infect them with bubonic plague and then we're going to dump them on the Chinese people because they're not even worth a bomb or or uh, bullets to to shoot them. Or there was too many to to overwhelm that or there were too many of the Chinese people and they could overwhelm the military. So we're not going to have that. Let, let's uh, let's go ahead and release the plague fleas. Who the fuck has plague fleas? That's what I want to know. How, how, how does anyone have plague fleas going around? Uh, a little side note of, of, of 
of information, a lot of the shit that has that happened during World War II with the Nazis and the Japanese military, they the the United World not even the United Nations, just the world in general have all come together and say, look, man, there's certain rules and regulations that, that if you're going to go to war, you can't cross because those are, you know, war crimes. And w- when we catch you, we're going to fuck you up to the max we can fuck you up at. So a lot of things that the Nazis and the Japanese military did during World War II and World War One, World War One and World War Two made a lot of our rules now that considered a bunch of things uh, war, war crimes, which I'm glad. Hopefully, hopefully people actually listen to that and understand the, the craziness of, of war, war crimes and how serious it is. But how many countries right now, how many countries right now have fucking plague fleas in, at, their, at their side right now? I mean, think about it. If somebody were to get a bunch of plague fleas and fly over certain parts of whatever country, even the United States, even in the United States, yes, we have no fly zones. We have, you know, uh, restricted airspace. We have a bunch of other stuff. However, if somebody is like the kamikazes in Japan, World War II, the kamikaze pilots, where they intentionally flew missions where they knew they were going to die, how many bullets do you think are going to kill fleas? Go ahead, I'll wait. How many missiles that shot at the cloud of fleas falling over the West Coast? are are actually going to die from a missile or from a bomb none are you serious you're going to knock out a few fleas a few hundred thousand fleas but you're still going to have a few billion fleas floating through the air all the way down onto people uh, you know unexpectedly yeah oh my gosh i want to know hey uh president biden or whoever's in charge right now can we get a a record and and public and put it to the public on how many people have uh, plague fleas right now because i'm sure that's something that the that the world would like to know and exactly how we protect ourselves from plague fleas. I mean, I'll take I'll, my my dog takes a one one pill flea uh, pill a month, and I'm willing to take one of those too if it's going to protect me from uh, plague fleas. That is that is completely insane to me. Jesus Christmas, yeah, plague fleas. Keep that in mind. I, when you're asleep at night, I want you to start scratching your body and scratching behind your head because just think just thinking of fleas and louse alone crawling around your head. Now think about it being infested with with plagues god damn it and you can't get fleas out of your your system all right enough about the fleas enough about the fleas let's <laughs> let's continue because holy shit an expedition to nanking involved spreading typhoid and paratyphoid germs into wells marshes and houses of the city as well as infusing them into snacks to be distributed among amongst the locals yes let me reread that because i don't think you heard how fucked up that is an expedition to Nanking involves spreading typhoid and paratyphoid germs into wells, marshes, and houses of the city, as well as infusing them into snacks to be distributed among the locals. How do you even walk up to someone and say, hey, would you like a typhoid? I mean, would you like one of these uh, rice, uh, these uh, sesame seed snacks? By the way, those sesame snacks are fucking bomb. But how how can you walk up to someone? Even apparently they had Chinese locals who were were pretty much the snitches and, and the gophers for Japanese in order for the, for the Japanese military. So they wouldn't get fucked up and their family wouldn't get fucked up. So they, they, they worked in cahoots to fuck up the other Chinese people in order to save their own butt. So how as an individual, it doesn't matter if you're Chinese, Mexican-American, Chinese, uh, Mexican, if you're, if you're African-American, you're, it doesn't matter what race you are, what ethnicity you are. How would you confidently walk up to someone of your own, of your own ethnicity and say, hey, 
Would you like this typhoid infested lemon head? How I, I when desperate, I guess desperate measures call for, for desperate things, because when when you have something that severe, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't understand the comfort and ease one would have giving handing out typhoid infected candy out to, or snacks out to people. And what, and what, I mean, the thing that pops in my head right away are, goddamn, kids are the ones who like the snacks. I mean, even, oh, Jesus fucking hell. That's, it blows my mind. Again, I didn't realize that 731, Unit 731, the Japanese military in World War II was so fucked up in the things that they did and the extent that they, that they went to. It, it blows my mind. Let's, let's keep reading. Let's keep pushing through it. Epidemics broke out shortly after to the elation of many researchers where it was concluded that paratyphoid fever was the most effective of the pathogens. Hey, let's all give a high five while we're drinking coffee and eating some some uh, snack cakes because paratyphoid fever is the one that worked to fuck up a bunch of uh, Chinese people. That is cool, man. I get high five. Slap hands. Slap hands. How can you cheer and be happy knowing that that you 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 just you literally intentionally infected millions of thousands thousands and millions of people with actually it was thousands thousands of people with paratyphoid fever how how can you celebrate and be elated that you were successful in intentionally infecting people and killing them i i i, I don't know how that works i don't know how people's brain functions can be okay with doing such such fucked up shit like that crazy to me crazy at least 12 large-scale field trials of biological weapons were performed and at least 11 Chinese cities were attacked with biological agents. An attack on Changda in 1941 reportedly led to approximately 10,000 biological casualties and 1,700 deaths among ill-prepared Japanese troops with most cases due to, to cholera. 11 Chinese cities, 11 Chinese cities with several thousands of people were attacked with biological agents. 10,000 biological casualties and 1,700 deaths among ill-prepared Japanese troops with the most cases due to cholera. Not even the own Japanese soldiers were, were spared or told. How do you, I mean, fucking hell, 1,700 of your own people dead because of their being ill-prepared. Now, were they ill-prepared because they just weren't there for the safety briefing or... Were they ill-prepared because they didn't know exactly the time that everything was going to get dropped and they weren't out of safety? I, I'm not sure where, you know, how was it ill-prepared? Either way, 1,700 of your own people, you're supposed to be there to protect your people. Instead, you're over there killing 1,700 of your own soldiers. Fucking blows my mind, but think about that number. An attack on Changda in 1941 reportedly led to approximately 10,000 biological cas casualties. That's just one city, Changda, C-H-A-N-G-D-A, in 1941, resulted in 10,000 biological casualties. Fucking hell. Japanese researchers performed tests on prisoners with bubonic plague, cholera, smallpox, botulism, and other diseases. Of course. If you're there for epidemic research and, and other shit like that, you're going to do what you need to do to find whoever you need to find. That blows my fucking mind. This research led to the development of the defoliation, holy shit, the defoliation uh, bacilli bomb and the flea bomb used to spread bubonic plague. Some of those bombs were designed with porcelain shells on idea proposed by Ishii in 1938. Ishii. So 
because of all this research and what they were able to do, they figured out a way to make flea, uh, plague flea bombs to help spread it, to help spread the bubonic plague. Oh, oh, but hey, guess what? The the individual uh, by the name of Ishii, his his major contribute contribute contribution was to design porcelain shells. Hey, man, instead of stopping this shit because you know it's fucking wrong, let's use porcelain shells. It'll hold better and it'll break on impact. That sounds great. It's fucking insane. That's what that is. God damn. These bombs enabled Japanese soldiers to launch biological attacks, infection. Oh my gosh infecting agriculture reservoirs wells as well as others as well as other areas with anthrax plague carrier fleas typhoid dysentery dysentery cholera or other deadly pathogens so they these motherfuckers spread anthrax and then the plague carrier fleas with typhoid dysentery cholera or other deadly pathogens how in the fuck okay so for those of you who don't remember we had a huge I don't know if it was just America. I don't think it was just America. I think it was some other countries too. We had a huge anthrax scare back in the early 90s or late 90s, early 2000s, I believe, where people were, were, being, were being sent anthrax letters through the mail. Uh, the, the, the U.S. post office shut down. They had to redo everything. There were, people were dying. People were getting sent to hospital. It, it was pretty bad. I don't, I don't know the exact number who suffered from anthrax, but I didn't know that anthrax has been around for so long and... Who the fuck discovered anthrax to begin with or other of this shit? Do, I mean, obviously, I mean, because if not, we wouldn't be reading about it. But there are seriously groups of people, scientists and other infectious disease people who sit there and create this shit and learn the effects of it and then release it or it gets stolen. I guess the word, that's where a lot of spy movies come in, where they, you know, people get you know, steal their shit and then they take off. But how and the fuck can somebody sit there and discover create or whatever it is manipulate such fucked up diseases and be okay with releasing that shit on people you know you know very goddamn well that all of those things people knew what the the what bubonic the bubonic plague did people know what botulism did and and people know what smallpox did however you you're going to release that shit i mean dys dysentery people know what dysentery did but anthrax and the, the scientists who who were involved and created anthrax were like yo here's the nose man it fucked up a lot of people in really bad ways cool let's infect the fleas with it and let's get this show on the road i have a, i have dinner at five fucking hell man it's crazy to me researchers dressed in protective suits would examine the dying victims infected hold on hold on Research, researchers dressed in protective suits would examine the dying victims. Infected food supplies and clothing were dropped by airplane into areas of China not occupied by Japanese forces. In addition, poisoned food and candies were given to unsuspecting victims. So after the 1700 soldiers that were killed, Japan said, hey, we can't we can't afford that that many mass casualties. So now let's start instead of bombing, let's just start dropping infected clothes and other supplies into Chinese cities to where they need it. One hundred percent. They need the supplies because a uh, uh, side note again, when Japan, uh, when, when, Chan when Japan invaded parts of China, they completely overtook and, and ransacked all of their supplies. I mean, they were they were distributing distributing food to the Chinese people in the in occupied areas. So whenever they would get 
bulk items of supplies from the Japanese military, they were ecstatic. Yes, yes, you know, the, the you know, I'm guessing at that time, the gods have, have blessed us and, and now we're going to, you know, we have supplies for how many ever days, but unsuspecting to them, they were infected with shit. They were infected with diseases. And how can you walk up? Oh my God. And when it said that the candies were infected, who eats candy? Who, who? So when you think of, of people eating candy, who are the first people you think of? Me, I think of kids. Kids are the first person that eat candy. So you're telling me that these Japanese, the Japanese fucking military back in World War II intentionally gave infected candies to young kids to fucking kill them or, or to examine exactly what was going on with whatever disease or plague that they decided to, to infect him with. And they were perfectly okay with that. Again, I'm having a hard time understanding ethically and morally how how these individuals were so cool and calm to where they can they can openly and and perfectly no problem give this shit to kids to young to kids to kids for fuck's sake if, if anybody knows any psychologist any therapist anything like that hit me up i want to have you on the show i want to i want to talk to you about this crap it just blows my mind that stuff like that was so easy it, it just it just it's crazy it is it is crazy so for all you Californians out there, all you, all my West Coast listeners, I have this bit of information here that's going to shock you and make you realize how strong and determined the Japanese military was. Now, when I read this, I want you to pay attention to this part. All of my California, all of my West Coast, my West Coast listeners, specifically California, all of my Californians out there, and I have a lot of California listeners out there because that's where I'm originally from. So. Listen to this part, please. Please, hey, put, put your ear closer to the speaker. Turn my volume up just a little bit. During the final months of World War II, Japan planned to use plague as a biologic, biological weapon against San Diego, California. The plan was scheduled to launch on September 22, 1945, but Japan surrendered five weeks earlier. For those of you of my, of my Californian listeners, I'm going to repeat that, okay? I want you to listen. Listen, though. Listen. During the final months of World War II, Japan planned to use plague, planned to use the plague as a biological weapon against San Diego, California. Oh, yes. Japan had a mission. Japan hit, hit bombed uh, Pearl Harbor. And that wasn't their only planned strike. Their plan, once they realized how, how little effect and how difficult it was to fly their planes, or yeah, their, their, their attack plane from whatever part of Japan they were all the way to the United States or actually in this fact to Hawaii and then to the United States, they wouldn't have enough fuel or time to coordinate such a mass attack. So what they were planning on do, what they were planning on doing was setting up a kamikaze, several kamikaze missions and start dumping plague. I'm guessing the, the flag, please. No. <laughs> I'm thinking the plague flees onto San Diego, California. How, what kind of, oh my gosh, tell me what do you, how do you feel about that? Knowing that in 1945, a lot of us would not have been here because of the effect and, and the casualties that just in San Diego alone would have had from a lot of people that live a lot across the United States, but mainly in California and uh, San Diego, California in, in that area. Knowing that five weeks earlier, Five weeks before their planned attack, that they surrendered, that the Red the Red Army and uh, American forces were able to stop them. Mainly, you know, uh, to, in order to stop, were coming down on them hard enough for them to abandon the five week the five weeks earlier. 
a lot of countries like Nazi, like, like Nazi Germany did, and the, the Nazis went ahead and continued with, with their planned attacks just to get out that last hoorah, that last fuck you before they knew, before they were taken down, knowing, knowing that they were at their end, they, a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of raids and missions were missions. A lot of missions were still, was, were still taken out and, and, and played through just so they can have that big fuck you with just like that last grasp hope like hey we're gonna die anyway so why, why not just do what we have to do so in this case they they uh luckily luckily they they didn't do it because they would have fucked up a lot of people in in san diego in 1945 that would have been that would have been devastating i'm not saying hold on hold on pause 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 let me let me rephrase that let me rephrase that no not rephrase that but let me let me let me say this real quick I know in, in any sort, shape, or way, form, cursive, manuscript, bold, italic, am I saying that the San Diego, the possible, if if China, if Japan would have, if Japan would have fulfilled and and accomplished their mission in in fucking up San Diego, San Diego, California, am I saying that it is worse than what happened to the Chinese people or the the occupied China, the parts that China was occupied by the Jap by the Japanese? I am not saying that at all, not even a little bit. I'm not even hinting it. No, I'm not saying California is better than China, and I'm not saying that anything negative about that. All I'm doing is that the devastation, because a lot of Americans here, well, here in the States, we can't, other than the terrorist attacks that we have, even even the terrorist attacks that we've had, like September 11, the Oklahoma bombing, uh, it, there's a lot of things that, that that have happened here in the States where we're still shocked that that shit even happened here on American soil, especially September 11th. I mean, other than than Pearl Harbor, we don't we I, at least at the top of my head, I could be completely wrong. I might be completely wrong, but off the top of my head, I never, I, I don't understand. I don't see another catastrophic. I'm not September 11th. Other than Pearl Harbor being the first being attacked by by foreign enemies, I don't. I can't think of anything other than September 11th that was uh, that was that catastrophic to where people Americans were shocked that that something happened on American soil. Usually our military tries to prevent it before coming into Americans on American soil. So that's what I was talking about, the craziness, not saying that it's better or it's worse than than what happened to China. No, what happened in China and what the Japanese did to the Chinese people during World War II was completely fucked up on 10,000 10, times fucking spectrum. So I'm glad I cleared that up. Thank you for listening. Let's keep getting, Let's keep going. Human targets were used to test grenades positioned at various distances and in various positions. Flamethrowers were tested on humans as well. Humans were also tied to stakes and used as targets to test pathogen-releasing bombs, chemical weapons, and explosive bombs, as well as bayonets and knives. Why not just use a bunch of haystacks or, or, or a dead goat or a fucking dead cow why do you have to tie human test subjects on and, and to test fucking bombs and bayonets and flamethrowers? That is 20 billion times all kinds of fucked up. Again, I, I keep repeating this. I mean, it feels like I said it about 10 times now. I didn't learn about this in school. School never taught us any about the, uh, any of this about how the in-depth fucked up shit that Japan did. And I mean, we heard a lot of fucked up shit that the Nazis did. I mean, that was a you know a main teaching point. But I never heard of, I mean, the only things that I heard about in Japan was Pearl Harbor, the kamikaze, the dogfights, and their surrender. That's the only thing I learned about. I didn't know nothing about Unit 731 and, and the other combined units that conducted these fucked up experiments and did what they did. I never learned about this shit. And so now that I'm learning about it for the first time, it is crazy to me. Like, my eyes hurt from how wide they've been open and 
stretching, trying to take in all this news because I'm in complete shock and, and disbelief. Like, what the fuck? I mean, you already know what what bayonets and ba- bayo- bayonets and knives do. You don't need to to go stab a bunch of innocent prisoners just because. And I say innocent because, like I read earlier, a lot of people were 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 rounded up and taken into into prison and c- taken captive just solely and only for experiments and testing. There was no, they didn't do anything wrong other than the criminals and the, and, the, and, the, and the bandits and all that stuff. But a lot of people were just captured so they can conduct experiments on these motherfuckers. And, they, and you already know what that shit does, dude. You, well, I tell you. In other tests, subjects were deprived of food and water to determine the length of time until death, placed into low-pressure chambers until their eyes popped from the sockets. There, I, I don't need to go into description on that. We already know what all that means. That's fucked up. God damn. Experimented upon to determine the relationship between temperature, burns, and human survival. Electrocuted, placed into centrifuges, and spun until death. Injected with animal blood, exposed to lethal doses of x-rays, subjected to various chemical weapons inside gas chambers, in, <laughs> injected with seawater, and burned or buried alive. How is it... <sighs> I see and and here's here's my problem. I understand a certain point on on following not following but the reasoning behind the experiments up to a point. I'm not I'm not saying I agree with everything and I'm not, I'm not saying that it's 100% okay to conduct these type of experiments on human beings because it's not it's 100% fucked up. But a lot of things was it really for in the name of science? Or was it just because they got their jollies off, you know, like some sick, some sick fetish turn on kink type deal? Because a lot of people, that's a thing. Remember, that is a thing. But what part is mixed in? Like what psychological backing or what psychological information can we find in order to relate and tie all this together? It, It can't just be in the name of science why they did this to so many people. Or was it just a hatred? overall of the people that they captured you know none of that none of that is 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 uh taken into account either but why would you be buried buried alive is fucked up not saying that anything else isn't fucked up everything else is is just as jacked up as 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 being buried alive but god damn oh let's keep going army engineer hisato yoshimura conducted experiments by taking captives outside dipping various appendages into water of various of <laughs> various appendages to water of various of varying temperatures and allowing limbs to freeze once frozen yoshimura would strike their affected limbs with a short stick emitting a sound resembling that which a board gives when it is struck so this motherfucker would just walk out take these people into into freezing temperatures dip their their limbs and fingers or wherever they want into into the water let them freeze and then smack them with the goddamn stick it is quoted from from this Yoshimura that the sound admitted was the same as a board being struck. God damn, how hard did he fucking hit him with a stick? That it doesn't that oh Jesus. How long did they leave it in there in order for them to in order for it to be uh uh frozen that so, that stiff and that solid? That fucking hell. Unit members orchestrated forced sex acts between infected and non-infected prisoners to transmit the disease as a testimony of a prison guard on the subject of devising a method of transmission stated if the prisoners refused, they would be shot. I don't know. I don't know. What's worse? 
being forced into have sex with somebody you know is, is is infected and then being shot or dying slowly in a painful infected std and then being shot because if eventually you're you're, you're you're there's no escape you're not you're not escaping shit like that there's no way you're escaping something that fucked up which would be me personally i'm getting it over with right now you know you need to go have sex with this with this person just so we can know what happens because you're going to be infected with this absolutely not just shoot me now there's no way god damn Female prisoners were forced to become pregnant for use in experiments. The hypothetical possibility of vertical transmission of disease, particularly particularly syphilis, was the stated reason for the torture. Fetal survival and damage to mother's reprodu- reproductive organs were objects of interest. So let's uh let's let's go and uh, get all these mothers pregnant or these women pregnant, make them become mothers, so we can see the fucked up damage that the syphilis has on on organs and and the children. Let's go ahead and uh, and and we'll, we'll just do a bunch of that stuff in order for them to in order for us to justify our experiment because hey we're curious why not right in the name of science the fuck out of here this bullshit though a large number of babies were born in captivity there have been no accounts of any survivors of Unit 731 children included it is suspected that the children of female prisoners were killed after birth or aborted let me read that again because I just said what I just said beforehand, not knowing that I was going to get the information here again. Though a large number of babies were born in captivity, there have been no accounts of any survivors of Unit 731, children included. It is suspected that the children of female prisoners were killed after birth or aborted. Fucking hell. (laughs) Jesus, that's insane. There's no other word for it. It it is completely insane. It's fucking, this is just fucked up fucked up so how did it end yes there's an end of course we all know that there was an end because world war ii ended so operations and experiments continued until the end of the war ishii had wanted to use biological weapons in the pacific war since may 1944 but his attempts were repeatedly snubbed i'm really glad they were because fuck the biological weapons with the coming of the red army and again for those of you who haven't listened to the angel of death episode the red army is the is the russian army they call them because of the communist, you know, communist Russia. So with the coming of the Red Army in August 1945, the unit had to abandon their work in haste. Ministries in Tokyo ordered the destruction of all incriminating materials, including those in Pingfang. Potential witnesses such as the 300 remaining prisoners were either gassed or fed poison, while 600 Chinese and Manchurian laborers were just shot. So when they got rid of, there was no prisoners of war in that shit. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there was. I mean, but there was no rescued prisoners like there was, like there were in the Holocaust. I, I'm not, I'm not stating. I'm just, I'm, I'm questioning. I'm asking the question because from that material for Unit 731, apparently there was no survivors. And when I read into it, they didn't have any prisoners unless I, unless I didn't read something that I, or unless I read something and I missed it. But there were, there was no prisoners that were that were recovered from Unit 731. They were completely, they, they were all. They were all killed, fed poison, or just shot. That 600, 600 Chinese and Manchurian laborers were shot, just fucking shot. While the other three, while three hundred remaining, that's nine hundred people that were killed at Unit Seven Thirty One. That that just just at the end of the of the war. That wasn't. That's not counting the bodies they had leading up to into the end of the war. This is just the nine hundred that they got rid of in 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 a rush. Ishii ordered every member of the group to disappear and take the secret to the grave. Potassium cyanide vials were issued for use in the event that the remaining personnel were captured. So it's just it's death by honor. You know, you're, you're going to fucking die. So we, we can't have you telling on us. So we're, we'll just kill yourself. 
I have a little bit of uh, information here too. Ishii, along with several other doctors, were granted immunity because of their research that they did or the, because of the research and experiments that they conducted. Yes, yes, they, 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 they were granted immunity by, I'll give you two guesses. One guess would be the, the, the Red Army, or two would be the American Army or the American military. I'll give you one or two guesses. You have a 50-50 chance of getting it right. Ishii and several other doctors were granted immunity by the United States military for the experiments conducted on, the, on human beings. One individual of the military uh, stated that their research was very in, in hold on. their information was their research was very informative and helped help <laughs> and help drive and build modern medicine. So they were granted immunity. One of the doctors that were with Ishii continued to in Japan, continued to uh, experiment on unwilling Japanese people until he was later stopped by the Japanese government. So thanks, America. And they were, the Japanese 100% wanted to avoid being captured by the Red Army because they knew very well that the Red Army was going to fuck them up no matter what. So they ble- they they pleaded and bargained with the United States in order for them to gain immunity. Uh, for what the, the one of the things that I saw on record was that the Japanese, I mean the Japanese officials like Ishii and other people, refused to give the military, the U.S. military, any information. And when the military said, "Well, we're just going to hand you over to the Red Army," then and suffer their their consequences, the Japanese uh, officials for the for the military, Japanese military for in nineteen in World War Two said, "Oh man, I'm just bullshit here. Let me let me show you my notes." And so several. Several reports were put on microfilm for the U.S. military, which in return, they granted them immunity and were not charged for any war crimes. <sighs> Boy, I tell you. Grumbler's final wrap. Let's wrap this episode up because it's been going on for a while now, and I'm just completely shocked. So I, I, I've said it a bunch of times. I didn't realize that the, that Japan did is did not 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 exactly on on the scale of the Nazis, but they they had their own little Holocaust going on, tearing you know killing a bunch of uh, Chinese people during during their their uh, uh, invasion of of China, certain parts of China that that they had uh, invaded and and were ruling. I I didn't know that Japan had so many things going on as far as the type of shit that they were into and the type of shit that they were. They were uh, uh, creating and 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 uh, I can't think of the words right now. My head's my head's my head's in the pretzel. Uh, it just blew my mind that China was on that scale of of of, of fuck up, fucked upness. <laughs> I, I I I mean the the thing that caught me. I mean don't get me wrong. There's there a bunch of things that I said in in the episode where I, I couldn't believe, but the most fucked up thing to me was plague fleas. They created plague fleas in order to infect people with the bubonic with the bubonic plague. They dropped them from an airplane intentionally on people to have them infected by the bubonic plague. That alone it blows my mind. That is the, out of all of that, that is the one thing that sticks out to me the most. And, you know, yeah, I mean, all their experimentations and all their their murdering of of innocent prisoners and. Uh, forcefully pre- impregnating and raping uh, women and having them have sex to contract to con- contract and spread disease is is completely fucked up. That that shouldn't have ever happened either. 
However, plague fleas. Again, when you lay down in bed tonight, just think of just think of fleas just just crawling all over your bed, like bed bugs, but worse than I mean, just plague fleas. That that blows my that blows my mind. I, I can't believe that there was a mind or a group of people that decided that that was a great thing to do. Let let's let's infect and create plague fleas and dump them on real people. That that is insane to me. I'm glad the world. I'm glad, I'm really glad World War II is over. I'm really glad that the that there's a bunch of nations and uh, from around the world that decided, hey, the shit that happened in World War II can never ever ever happen again. That is 100% against humanity. I mean, it's a crime against humanity. War crimes are are a real serious thing, and I'm glad that there is a commitment or I guess a pseudo agreement, at least on the surface where people say, Hey, we're, we're you know, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to cross that line. We're, we're just going to fight straight up. We're going to bomb each other, shoot each other fine, but we're not going to release chemical warfare. We're not going to release, you know, anything bio. We're not going to release the plague fleas. We're going to keep them in, in the lab locked up. Cause I guarantee you some country has plague fleas. 100%. I guarantee you there's a country out there that has plague fleas. There's, there's no doubt. Oh, and again, here's another Here's another piece of information for those of you who did not know, but the United States is the only country to drop two atom bombs, actually to drop an atom bomb, period, let alone two. We, we, we've dropped two atom bombs in, in Japan, one, of course, being uh, Hiroshima. That, that was the biggest, one of the biggest bombs that we dropped. No other country in the history of countries has ever dropped an atom bomb on any other country. America is the only country to ever dropped an atom bomb. Ruthless. On both parts, on the Americans part, on the Japanese part, on the Russians part, the Nazis part, it is all 100% fucked up, crazy, should never have happened. So that is my final wrap. <laughs> hey, Lee, uh, Lee from England, I want to thank you again, man. Thank you very much for the suggestion. It was a, it was a crazy, crazy episode. And I did not know uh, uh, any of it. I, I barely knew a little small portion of it. I barely knew like a flea size portion of what 731 was. It was fucking insane, man. Uh, let me see. Other than that, I appreciate everybody and everyone who listens to the podcast. Continue listening, share and comment and rate my show on Apple Podcasts if you have an iPhone. Lee, I know you don't have an iPhone. You you uh, you shared your your disdain and hatred for iPhones, but you should really get one, man. It's really cool. Trust me, it'd be better than that Samsung you have. Uh, let me see here. Share my show with everyone you like, even if you don't like them. If you think that my show is horrible, just you want to be an asshole, share my show with them. I'm sure that, you know that, that way you can hurt their ears. <laughs> uh, Patreon, Patreon is. I'm still writing stories. It's coming around the corner, like like uh like she'll be coming around the mountain. You know, like that song. It it. So please hang on. I'm gonna open it up here in the next couple of weeks. I, I need my my. Here's my goal. My goal is to. I want to write at least six months. Of, of material in order for me to be able to provide, uh, you know, good quality stuff so you can listen to it. Again, uh, uh, the, the fee is only going to be one fee. It's only going to be a $5 fee. You're going to get a uh, discount. You're going to get discount on my merchandise. Whenever I, fi- I finalize the, the merch dealer that I'm, that I'm talking to, uh, we'll get spooky stories. Again, it's going to be called, I already have the name, huh? <laughs> I already, I already have the name picked out for the new podcast and I'm hoping that it's going to be something that everyone likes. I'm working really hard on it so people can enjoy it. So here, here's the perks of the Patreon. Here, here's the perks, okay? You are going to get the spooky stories. I'm, going to, I'm writing a bunch of stories, and whoever wants to submit stories, well, I will also read those on, on the podcast or on the, on the show. 
you will also get discount on all my merchandise that I have, no matter what. It doesn't matter if the if I if I have a discount or if I have a sale when I first release it and then the sale goes away, my Patreon members will always have a discount on all my merch all day, every day. It doesn't matter if it's five years down the road and you're still a Patreon member, you will have discounts. The discount for my Patreon members will not go away. Number two, or number three, I'm also going to be doing behind more deep, darker podcast episodes, stuff that I can't really read or I, I can't really do on my regular podcast because there's a, there's, you know, I actually got a comment or someone messaged me saying, Hey, you know, you should watch out on, on your language. You should watch on the, on the material. There's a lot of people who might not like it. I understand that, but I am who I am and I talk the way I talk. You know, this is, I, you know, I, I, I do what I do because this, this is just who I am. If you met me in person, I, I would still talk the same exact way. You know, I don't, I don't change the way I do my podcast is the way that I, I, I would interact with anybody I ever met. So because of that, I might, I, I now this isn't for sure, but I'm probably going to do real deep, dark, darker, uh, podcast episodes. Maybe, maybe not. I might try a few here on my regular, on the regular podcast show on the grumbler podcast before I, and then I'll make my determination from there. But the perks of joining my Patreon, you will get forever discounts on my merchandise. You will get stories, creepy, crazy, fucked up stories. You will also get a little bit of a director's cut information on what was going on when I wrote this story. And maybe, you know, just a little insider. It won't be part of the story. I'll, I'll have that little separate, like a little attachment. It, 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 it just like a little, you know, little behind, not behind the scenes, but like director's cut on, on what was going on with that story. So those are the perks that you'll have. And of, oh, you know what I was thinking? Some, oh, once I create, it'll be fine. But those are those are the main perks. Forever discounts and stories, story, story, story. So again, I'm working really hard to make this this la or make this happen. I'm not forgetting about it. No, I'm not procrastinating. I'm just writing my ass off right now. And again, I want to not see. And I want to have at least six months of material before I, I I release it. And I'm close to that. I'm close to having six months worth of of stories in order to release. So. Thank you, everyone, for the support. Please continue supporting the show. Look out for that Patreon. And I want to thank everyone for their their interest and their love. Thank you very much. And as always, good morning, good day, good night, goodbye. This is the end. This is the end. This is the end. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Grumbler.